use is emoji. Hello and welcome to Emoji Rap, a podcast about all things emoji. I'm your host, Jeremy Burge, and we are back for season three. It always feels a bit much to say, but there has been probably too much emoji news to cover recently, so we needed to come back to get to it all. And thankfully, joining me today is someone I've been wanting to have on the show for quite a while. Uh, You might recognize his byline from the Emojiology series of articles, or recently taking over parts of my job, keeping up the emoji definitions up to date on Emojipedia. It's our senior emoji lexicographer, John Kelly. Hey, John. Hi, Jeremy. Thanks for having me on. Uh, No worries. It's it's been a big month for emoji news. I think I say that quite a bit, actually, when we come on the show and I'll go, big month, but it always feels like there's a lot going on. Do you get a sense of that when you're, you know, you're a lexicographer, you're working on what the definitions mean, but do you sort of feel part of the wider sense of what's happening in the world of emoji? I feel like there's a lot of emoji in the ether right now, whether it's emoji in the news or whether it's new emoji. Um, I can barely keep up with it, and it's my job, too. <laughs> um, the first question that people ask me, and you must get this all the time, uh, every now and then people ask me about the definitions on Emojipedia, and in the early days, I literally wrote them all. I mean, the names were sourced from Unicode, but then the definitions I wrote uh I don't have a formal training in that, and thankfully, you are someone with far more experience in this field, and the field is called lexicography. You're a lexicographer, but people always say to me, what is a lexicographer? Can you give me a definition? A lexicographer is a person who, in short, defines words. That person will look at um, a broad definition and trying to find out and tease out um, other different senses of the word, too. And an emoji lexicographer, a job title which didn't exist, oh, you know, 10 years ago, um, (laughs) and is a pretty cool thing to say, if I must say so myself, I will look at, I will try to get a broad, general, but also comprehensive description of the emoji. Um, When you're defining words, you don't have to be as visual, but I like to approach defining emojis as if uh, alien life came to Earth and they wanted to know about our language and our culture, but they didn't have eyes. So how could I describe (laughs) it to them? What would these look like? And this is also very important, too, because we have to keep in mind that emojis display differently at different sizes. We also have to keep in mind that not everybody sees in 2020 vision. So I'd like to be um, very visual in my descriptions uh, for the visually impaired. I'm also looking at all the different kind of uses emoji have. And this is where it gets a little bit trickier, especially with things like smileys, because they get interpreted in so many different ways. So I look through a lot of different social media platforms and I try to find broad categories of use. Um, and for some emoji, uh, you know, say loudly crying face, it can range from actual grief to hysterical laughter. So my work as an emoji lexicographer is to find those different beats and kind of concisely summarize them into a definition of sorts. So what is it? How are we using it? And then one fun thing too with emoji is that their forms change over time. So, and this is one thing that you've taught me is to, you know, what are some fun things about the emoji that are different across platforms? What are some common misinterpretations that can happen? What are some areas of confusion? And also historical notes, you know, Samsung notoriously had a lot of (laughs) unusual uh, facial, unusual ideas about what facial expressions are. And and as we see more and more emoji kind of looking more the same, thanks Apple, um, (laughs) 
it's it's fun to go back and do that. It's also kind of nostalgic too. I, I kind of miss some of the old emojis, especially you know the new Samsung's new Turtle came out again. Um, yeah, Google's Blobs. I mean, my goodness, those blobs are just absolutely delightful. So. You know, I'm, I'm yeah, the, keeping them there's alive. a lot going on. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of history there, and it's sort of, I guess, the thing I appreciate about the definitions that you've put together. Some of them they pack a lot into a small area. You know, you glance at it; it looks pretty simple. Like, how hard is it to describe an emoji? But all those things you just mentioned, it's not just, it's not mentioning all of them for every emoji. Some of them you'll kind of have to make an editorial choice, right, to figure out is this worth yeah. mentioning here? Do we need to tell everyone on the internet every fact? You know, we don't want 10 pages, but what's the right length? How much exactly. is What's the best bang for your buck? Do I need to tell you what a book is? You know, it's a picture of a, it's a pictogram of a book as used for reading. No, but some things like I've been going through some of the objects and not all of those are exactly obvious to a lot of people. So pick, for example, um, pick, you know, as used for mining. So I like to, I like to, I like to try to provide some context for what these things are without being too obvious. Um, and then also making choices about what to describe. I don't need to describe every visual part of the emoji, but if there are prominent colors, I like to use that for orientation. Um, I'm also thinking too about how people might be searching emoji because people use emojis not just for the literal meaning, but a lot of people like to use them for color and for style. So the DNA strand emoji, um, you will see people using it for uh, certain hair colors and certain hair weaves. Uh, hmm. And if you're searching through Twitter, you, you're you seeing that people aren't just thinking about what the emoji is supposed to represent, but also how they can use it to enhance their own content. Um, and that, that's... That is a good one. I'm looking at that right now. I'm just pulling it up because I've got an idea of what Apple's one and Google's one look like in my head. But uh, Microsoft's is kind of rainbow colored. So... Yeah. I don't know. I it, it is pretty decorative, Twitter's is... Twitter's is kind of has some fairyish colors, I think. They're kind of like, uh, they're purplish and bluish, I think. Yeah, that's and the one. So, Purple, blue, bit of orange, bit of red. Yeah. So I, I have seen some uses of emoji being used that way. And that idea will also come up in one of the articles we'll talk about on the bathtub as coffin. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll save that for later. Yeah. Let, let's, uh, great point. Let's, let's move on with the show, how this works. If this is your first time tuning in, uh, every month I send out a newsletter full of what the most interesting things I think are happening in the emoji world. Uh, some, some stuff happens and I just think it's boring and I just ignore it. But uh, the things I think are interesting, I put in the newsletter and then we pick the parts of the newsletter we think are most interesting to talk about. So uh, we've got four quick articles to get through today. And the first one I have chosen is probably the biggest emoji news of the past month. It is the mm -hmm. new emoji list. So uh, if you're in the show notes here, you can click around. It's the 230 new emojis in the final emoji list. This is what Unicode announced. Uh, now, what are we talking about now? About a month ago now. And... 230 sounds like a lot. It's sort of, it's depends on how you count it. We find it easier just to do right. the, the big count, right? That it's 59 if you don't count gender or skin tones, but then, you know, like some people might count one or the other. And in this update, there are a lot of people holding hands with different skin tones. And if you ignore them all, you know, it's kind of a big feature of this update. So it's sort of like, let's just count them all and then you can work backwards. So 230 is the total number. 59 if you count none of the variations. Um, I'll give a quick rundown if you're listening to this and you haven't seen it, probably jump. It's more visual, but sort of the biggest the biggest hits on there, there's sort of the waffle, people are big on that. 
There's the accessibility stuff that Apple proposed a year ago. We've talked about it on the show before. It's the people in the wheelchairs with canes, uh, people doing a deaf sign. Mm -hmm. There's a guide dog. And uh, then sort of newsworthy side, we got things like the blood drop slash period emoji. Got a pretty big run in the press. Uh, And the pinching hand, which I'd also like to get to a bit later on. John, what, what? Yeah. So you you saw this come out as well. Do you have any any high level thoughts? What What do you think about the list or any ones that jump out at you? I I think the big theme is inclusion. I like to see that the updates are including people from all walks of life. I know that a lot of people will complain about one or two things. Where is emoji for X? You know, where is the smiling candy cane on a rainy day emoji? Why don't we have this? The hyper-specific emoji that everybody wants, the pet emoji. Yeah, the black cat. The black cat and things like that. And on the other hand, smiling candy cane on a rainy day? What is... Okay, well, we need that emoji too, uh, Jeremy. But on the other hand (laughs) is... The other complaint is there are too many emojis. You know, if there's emoji for everything, there's an emoji for nothing is something I've heard. I draw the line there, though, when it comes to the representation of people. I think that you got to have your basics covered in terms of uh, people from all walks of life, whether it's a person in a mechanical or electrical wheelchair. Um, And yes, 230 sounds like a lot, but as you said, that's because a lot of this is creating even more uh, diversity in terms of skin tone and in terms of uh, sexual orientation. Um, And then I think that... um, more hearts is interesting. We're still adding more hearts. We yeah. love hearts. People love hearts. That's always people uh, love hearts. And the colors, and colors, honestly, yeah, I think it's sort of a low key. It got a bit of attention. You know, white heart has been one of our top requests for a long time. Um, and the colors in general, they got some attention. They, they, what's interesting is there's sort of newsworthy emojis, and then there's useful emojis, and sometimes they overlap. Right. But there's nothing. There's no societal hook or angle to write an article about. The brown square emoji. Brown square, right? <laughs> People are going to use it. It's going to be helpful. Sure they'll are. make they'll make art, but like, there's no articles being written about those because there isn't a societal angle. And then you have things like uh, I think some of the small surprises are you know of course sloth is adorable, but chair. You go, oh, there wasn't really just a <laughs> chair emoji. There's couch and lamp, but now we have chair. So. It's not exciting and sexy per se. I did get interviewed uh, about the chair. I did get asked about oh, the chair you? by Ar- Architectural Digest magazine <laughs> just after I'd been saying to someone, I think on, uh, I think it was Jason Snell's download, he was asking me about mm. the new emoji. And I think, I think I was basically about to say, you know, like, probably do we even need the chair? It's kind of just an object. It doesn't have a whole bunch of extra semantic meaning necessarily. It's not very emotional and sort of going, who cares about the chair? And then just as I was about to go on, an email arrived saying, uh, we'd love to chat to you about the chair. We're very interested in the chair emoji. How did you come up with the design? You know, what do you think is going to happen? So there's something for everyone. There sure is. I'm excited to see from a lexicographical standpoint, I'm excited to see what we do with things like kite and yo-yo. I think those have a lot of potential for fun applications. The animal emoji are always just fun. We we like our collections of colors. We like our collections of animals. Uh, the animal choices are good. People project uh, onto animals a lot too. People sort of have their own projection of what the animal means emotionally. And I don't know. I'm interested to see when we update some of the animals on Emojipedia whether there are clear trends that maybe have gone unseen until now or if if there is sort of if if people have unified in any way on what the animals mean or whether everyone has their own version of that 
Yeah, I, yeah. I, th- I, th- I think the I think the animals are fun and emotional. I don't know about you, but my Twitter feed seems to be filled with images of otters. Uh, so animal <laughs> emoji, or it's a good interface of you know animal content and social media, and you know images on social media. I'm trying to think about any of the animal emojis that have been controversial or have had other semantic meanings. You know, like. Um, you know, eggplant or peach, which, which yeah. have taken on a life of their own. I don't know if I've quite seen that yet. Um, maybe because they're emotional, but they're also still a little bit more literal. Perhaps some of the animal faces, pig nose and things like that. But Yeah, um, that's true. But the real headline went to uh, those fingers, those pinching <laughs> fingers, Jeremy. Yeah, absolutely. The, the two things. So I, I was in Australia when this all dropped and... So I did some Australian radio and a bit of international. And yeah, the two things people wanted to talk about, the accessibility stuff a little, but I think in a way it was so, I don't want to say obvious, you know, definitely good on Apple for proposing it. And I think it's great to have it on there, but it's sort of, it made so much sense. It was sort of like Mm -hmm. we moved past it. It's like, oh, of course we should have all that. What's there to talk about kind of thing. Um, Duh. Yeah, so then there's the pinching hand, which I've got a little article to get to a bit later on. That's a thumb and a finger showing us a small amount, a small gesture. Uh, And then there is the one that I got asked about the most, which was, I think, partly to do with perhaps a press release or media campaign. It's always interesting. I always notice when people come to me with terminology that Emojipedia doesn't necessarily use, and they ask you the same sort of questions, and it kind of triggers the back of my head somewhere going, I think a press release has been dropped about an emoji that refers to it in one way, because Mm. everyone's referring to the very same sort of questions, I guess. Um, In this case, it's the blood drop emoji, which one of the uses is as a period, uh, menstruation, it was originally proposed by Charity Plan International. I think they proposed some bloodied underwear originally, and then they sort of revised it after that. Was didn't get anywhere to a blood drop, which they worked with the NHS in the UK, the National Health Service, uh, and it pretty clearly said, you know, this is now a generic blood drop. It can be used for all kinds of applications. But a hundred from the second this emoji came out, every single media outlet said, "Oh, like tell us about the period emoji, the period mm-hmm. emoji," and then the obvious alternative take on that was this is a rubbish period emoji this is mm-hmm. just a blood drop and you go yeah it is that is what it is no one said it is a period emoji other than potentially whoever's dropping press releases so it was yeah you make you make a great point there i i saw the pinching hand emoji and i had coded it in my mind before all of the hullabaloo about it i saw it as a pinch and i could see it with the salt shaker emoji. I could see it with the pe- uh, the peach emoji, and then somebody else said, "Oh, aha! This this represents small penis." And instantaneously, you got to see, you got to see the hive mind. You got to see culture with a capital C arrive and agree upon a collective meaning for what this is. And now, to me, we've we've sort of assigned it that meaning for this emoji now and same thing for the the blood drop emoji as well it's yes it it, it will be used to represent blood in a variety of circumstances but we collectively have decided we have feelings about this and it was interesting to see uh with just the release of these emojis how quickly that happened from a larger meaning perspective and I certainly understand some of the debate over the uh, the blood drop emoji, uh, but from again that lexicographical standpoint, I also understand why the consortium settled upon a more generic blood drop emoji because we want to have versatility, a wide ranging set of applications, um, 
and the emoji and emoji keyboards just can't be in, infinite. If if we have uh, emoji representing every specific thing, their pictographic power diminishes. So controversial, uh, but I, I think Unicode's final decision does makes does make sense. Now that's not to say that we can't have far. There's not to say there's there's not more room for inclusion in our emojis. There's still work to be done, but uh, we don't have any sort of blood represented in emoji dumb yet. So yeah, I guess it's not precluding anything. Here's two guys talking about a period emoji, which is always fun. <laughs> I mean, yeah, uh, you know, like well, do we need this? Yes or no? <laughs> you know, I think I'm happy with a blood drop. I think that'll do for my period related communication needs. But um, <laughs> but nonetheless, you know, it, I guess I'm I'm always of the feeling with any emoji though that. If it's a step in the right direction, regardless of where you think the end point should be on any topic, you know, there's always in every field of emoji, there's someone that thinks there should be a hundred or a thousand variations of something and other people that don't want any. I feel like for a lot of them, yeah, you step in the direction. And if it does appear that the blood drop isn't good enough as a period emoji, or if there is demand for a tampon or other things, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Then you sort of, you've stepped in the right direction. And if it turns out that no one actually wanted it in the first place or something for any of these topics, then you can kind of go, okay, well, that'll do. We've, we've done enough there. So I think that's, that's the way to go with it all. These were not handed down to Moses on tablets. That's for sure. <laughs> hey, um, so let's, let's get along. I can see our time ticking away. I like to keep this show. The idea is that it's half an hour, but it, it almost never happens, but we're going to, we're still going to aim for it anyway. So John, you have a first article chosen out of this month's newsletter. What have you picked? I do. The London Times on Friday, February 22nd, published an article about how British lawyers uh, are urging their judges to read emoji better, especially because of alternative meetings or quote-unquote secret meetings that quote-unquote the kids these days are using. <laughs> and as part of this, as part of this uh, article, the paper had this breakout box of six or seven emojis that have not so innocent meanings. And this, uh, in this little breakout box, this emoji explainer, while well-intended, uh, was also uh, well-lampooned online. Um, so <laughs> For anyone who can't see it, this is your classic style little, the little box you see on the side of a newspaper article where it'll say, lol means this. <laughs> and then this is, has like eight emojis there, right? Exactly, exactly. And they, they highlighted maple leaf, they highlighted snowflake, face without mouth, person taking bath, fire, peach, and aubergine, or eggplant. And, you know, for something like fire, peach, and aubergine, they said, you know, fire can mean sexy or hot, and peach is a butt, and eggplant means penis. <laughs> and they presented it in a way that came across as newsflash, eggplant means penis. And it was really behind the times, and it came across as really out of touch. Um, some of the other ones, maple leaf meant drugs and snowflake meant cocaine. They can, but no one's really using them to make secret drug. Ex- we're not really sending secret texts that, you know, let's get some cocaine with a bunch of snowflake emojis. People yeah. are people are mapping it onto those meanings, but they're usually using it for color and for stylistic choices. It's It's not... Um, you know, parents go check on your kids. They're doing drug deals on their, on Snapchat. Um, now the one that caught a lot of people's attention was person taking bath. They said it represents a coffin. And I love the wording on it too. I love the word where it literally just says, and obviously, you know, whoever even wrote the article probably (laughs) didn't design the box, the, the breakout box here, but just literally the way it, it, it says 
the bathtub can be used to mean a coffin. And it doesn't say anything else about how <laughs> or why. Or, so yeah. it just sort of looks ridiculous. It was, it was, it was so flat-footed and ham-handed. Uh, and so everybody was scratching their heads, rightfully so, because there's a coffin emoji. And we're asking ourselves, why is bathtub coffin when we have a coffin? And so I did a little bit of digging and I found that people did use co- person taking bath. Person taking bath has, you know, the bathtub with the shower and a person leaning back in the tub, their head popping up. According to my research on Twitter, like there's a handful of uses of bathtub coffin. People are saying, I'm going to use bath person taking bath for coffin because we don't have a coffin emoji. Why didn't we have a coffee emoji? It didn't get emoji support until 2015. So... I don't think that the Times writers probably did that Twitter research and did a date search for, you know, person taking bath and coffin. Uh, I think that they found some articles on uh, that came out in February 2018 in the British press. There was a small survey done uh, by two universities, one of them being Birmingham, about secret uses or alternative uses of emoji. And there's there's just a little bit about apparently a respondent or two said bathtub means coffin. And, yeah. you know, I, I can't say that's where the Times got it from, but that's that's where my research took me. And it just looks like somebody saw that and ran with it and presented it as, you know, the teens these days are ruining the world. Um, <laughs> it does seem like the classic, uh, you know, three degrees of separation where you get a you get a report. Someone does the real work, you know, they'll do a survey and they'll have appropriate language to say, look, this survey is only this number of people and here's some interesting stuff. But then an article will blow it up as the headline. So, you know, more than likely the original report would have just said, yeah, a few people, a few people. have commented. And then so next thing you know, an article writes to say that's a meaning. And then three years later, someone puts it in a little box on the internet and just says it is the bathtub <laughs> that's the coffin yeah that's uh it reminds me of that scene i think i quoted it in one of my emojiology of clown face emoji there's a scene in a popular american film i think called blockers where where there are parents seeing their kids text a bunch of emoji and one of them's clown face and they're freaking out about how Clown face apparently means some sort of you know freaky sexual interaction. It was it was also a good parody <laughs> of everybody. We have a lot of feelings about emojis, but they're not nefarious. More often than not, we we usually just having fun things. We feel a lot of feelings about them, but you know, even if eggplant as penis is, if it's you know not exactly PG rated, people aren't really using it to nefarious ends per se. Uh, yeah, so it's okay. The I'm- times. <laughs> Yeah, it's um I'm trying to remember there was this happens every year or two. There's always an article just like this. Everyone, you know, makes fun of it online and I'm trying to there was an even better video about 2 years ago. I'm not sure if you've seen this. Maybe 3 uh, is exactly how you could picture it, a, a news presenter on a cable news channel in the US standing in front of a big screen saying, you know, here's how the kids are using emojis. And yeah, absolutely. Delivers it straight deadpan. It might as well be an amazing <laughs> satire of him saying, you know, this one means drugs. Um, this one means sneak out of the house or something. Right, <laughs> right. Like, it's like an elaborate I mean, they series. could. Yeah. They, they, they could and they can, yeah. but it's not... It's not as widespread as, as sometimes these, pre- these authoritative, quote-unquote, presentations make them out to be. And I can't tell whether or not the people behind them know this. A part of me wonders, do they know? Like, a lot of journalists writing articles about emojis, they are often punted to younger reporters. So do they just know and they think it's funny that, you know, we're we getting punked here, that they think this is great, it'll teach something to the olds, and it will also <laughs> blow up on the internet as everyone makes fun of it? 
Maybe the joke's on us, but I certainly enjoyed a lot of the reactions that people had, especially the aubergine ones. Um, somebody wrote, um, uh, you would be forgiven if you would mistake the eggplant emoji as an invitation for some moussaka, which was just, <laughs> it was ridiculous. So that last one there, maybe they're winking at us just a little bit. Yeah, there's uh, a bit of waiting for the moussaka meme where people start inviting people over for moussaka <laughs> as its own exactly. phrase. That could work. I could see that. I could see that catching on. Um, I want to, speaking of moussaka and the eggplant, not to have a completely blue show, but as we alluded to earlier, uh, one of the new emojis this year, the pinching hand, it's a little, it's a thumb and an index finger held out close to each other. There is a meme. I say a meme. I don't know. Is it a meme of basically this emoji and before it was even an emoji saying, you know, I'm this close to, I think it normally says to smacking someone over the head or to losing my, yeah, I'm, I'm this close to losing it. And it's a pinching hand. But as you said earlier, the instant reaction of the internet is that this is a small penis emoji. This indicates a small penis. And absolutely. I mean, I know a lot of women on the internet in particular do get unsolicited dick pics. So I actually think for that, for that kind of uh, person that's getting that unsolicited, it is quite handy having a a potentially shaming emoji to send back. What do you think? I I think it's hilarious. I I love this interpretation of the emoji because it 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 does a couple of things for me. It shows one just how much information we can get out of human hand gestures, and it shows emojis at their best, not only encoding the wide range of things we use for a gesture, but but also the fun that people have with this. Um, I think men who are reacting in terms of body shaming are they're just trying to trollishly make a point. Um, it's I don't think they hold any water, um, and. Also, don't take yourself so seriously. Uh, so I think some of the backlash against the small penis and the body shaming stuff is is not really warranted. Um, it is hard to untangle the the two online when you get you definitely. There's definitely a troll angle. There's definitely yes. uh, the troll angle of people, you know, uh, mostly men deliberately kind of trying to take effectively an inclusive argument and flip it on its head and go, ha ha, now you're the oppressors of men kind of thing. And then, but there will be genuine, I've seen a few sort of articles from women in particular sort of, you know, saying uh, body shaming in general is never okay. And therefore we shouldn't, you know, take the higher ground. And I sort of, yeah, uh, it, it's tough when they all get muddled together, I guess, when you get well-meaning people trying mm -hmm. to make a coherent argument mixed in with trolls who sort of inflame it and parody that argument and make it worse. So it's sort of, it's just a big mess. The internet's a mess for this kind of nuance. Yeah, it's it's really, just as you said, it, it's really tough to tell when uh, internet culture is being provo ironic, provocative in ironic ways or earnest ways. And I think a lot of that happens in, you know, quote unquote, you know, male internet spaces. Um, now, have you seen any efforts to give it a kind of racist meaning? Uh, yeah. So what, what's, here's what happens when you, when you're in charge of the, the books at Emojipedia and you see things come in and what, quite frequently we do get sort of, I guess, campaigns it's clearly orchestrated similar tweets and social media comments across the youtube and instagram and facebook things that they always fall between the cracks of they're not blatantly offensive but what they're normally trying to do is the the, the new angle is to try and make something seem racist 
and then sort of poke it back in people's faces. So what I've seen, it hasn't caught on. This one hasn't caught on at all in the same way that, say, the the white power so-called okay hand gesture sort of got more traction in the real world. And that started as a trolling attempt and then people started using it. And again, big mess of people deliberately trying to spread misinformation and people actually using it in one way and believing it in one way. But this one, what I've seen is... Um, people trying to say uh, there's sort of a, a repurposed image that floats around, probably from 4chan or one of the awful internet places, um, showing the pinching hand and implying it's uh, cotton picking and therefore it's a racist. You know, if you see anyone use this emoji, they are using it in a racist way because it means cotton picking. And what normally happens is Emojipedia starts to get mentions online of people saying, how dare you list this racist emoji? people replying to other people saying, you think this is funny, but it's not funny. Don't you know it's actually racist? And it's clearly an attempt at sort of hijacking a discussion. I haven't seen it get any traction yet, but you you just don't know with these things. Sometimes th- there are whole debates that go on in the comments and you're like, don't read the comments, but <laughs> sometimes that spills out and well-meaning people do argue the point back and forth for days. And you're like, no, guys, it's so obviously a trolling attempt. Just ignore it. And the next thing you know, uh, the editors of the Times are going to have it in a breakout box about how the pinching hand emoji is racist. So. And that's what people want, right? That's the goal of this sort of trolling uh, is to, to exactly get it there. And then to do the opposite, which is, again, the same with this sort of white power, so-called the OK hand sign, is then the reverse notion is to you make it pop, you, you popularize an idea. If it ever caught on that this is a racist emoji, which I don't think it will because the the small penis one has already taken the cake for, you know, this is what it means. But if it didn't have a meaning, if it did catch on, if it did get a few headlines, then you point people to it and you say, this is racist and you're being awful because you're using it. And then eventually when people start calling you out, you go, no, you idiots, it's all a joke. Don't you know? Like you're the dumb one for taking it seriously now. There's there's no winning with these things. Yeah, it's, it's, um, it's, it's inception, but emoji style. Uh, the trolls have nailed the internet. But nonetheless, <laughs> yeah. so they, they, they know what they're doing and the rest of everyone is just trying to get along. But it's, uh, it's, it's, it's difficult. And mostly Emojipedia, you know, when we do these sort of definitions, that doesn't seem to have any real world use. I've never seen, it doesn't exist in the real world yet. But let's say it does, I guess when it comes to doing a definition, you'd need to weigh it up. Is this people saying it's racist or is there evidence of it being used in a widespread racist way? And to what extent do we want to give them signal for a created meaning like that? You know, if, if we're if we're updating the OK hand signed emoji, it, it can be a tricky act to acknowledge that this exists, but doing it in a way that isn't you know inadvertently boosting the signal of the trolls. Yeah, you want you want to hold back if it, if it genuinely gets usage as something. You know, eventually you, you do want to reflect reality, but you don't want to accidentally catch on to something very small and make it a thing. And that's when the trolls win. Yeah. Uh, but nonetheless, I think it's very clear from day one, it will be the small penis emoji. I think it's, I think it's a win for women. <laughs> and in general. Too. And it's, and honestly, the, the whole verbiage in emoji, it, it can have, it, it's not just that. I've, we've got several angry emails from people. The Emojipedia inbox sometimes seems to serve as like a quasi Apple Unicode. I'm angry. I don't know who to email inbox and we've definitely had what i believe are genuine people upset that they've read a headline that says i mean the main one that got the most traction online was vice magazine which is where i've got this from that sort of says finally a new emoji to mock men 
And uh, and I think the Daily Mail or other, you know, there's all kinds of headlines that will say Unicode approves tiny penis emoji. And, you know, obviously that's not what they did, but that's what people read. It's a, yeah. it's a little misleading. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I think that's that, that covers that usage there. Do you, are you going to be using it when it comes out? I think so. I, I think it's hilarious. I, 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 emoji, even though, as I said before, we have a lot of feelings about them, but they're a lot of fun. And any any weapon we have against unsolicited dick pics online, whether it's uh, blocking people or a pinching hand emoji, <laughs> I'm all for it. Um, hey, so our final topic uh, of this episode is back to you. What do you got? Well, we talked about uh, some of the new emojis that were approved officially, uh, but we also have some information on the top emoji requests that we're seeing. Now, these aren't emojis that are approved yet. These are emojis that there's a lot of volume of people asking to see. Topping this list is what we're calling happy tears. Imagine a smiley with watering eyes shedding a single tear. People might be uh, desiring this emoji because they want to express pride. You know, think of a think of a mother or father. You know, crying when there's when their daughter is crossing the stage at commencement, um, or you know, being emotional in a happy way more generally, in ways that aren't as into face with tears of joy or loudly crying face. Um, I think happy tears shows that there's still a lot more room for nuance in our smileys for the, the breadth of human emotions. Um, and I'll, I'm going to put a flag there because I have some bigger picture comments on that. There's also a lot of requests, as there have been in years past, for salute. This is a smiley with a hand making a military salute. Mm-hmm. It could represent the military. It could also show respect, respectful or playful acknowledgement. I, I can see a lot of good creative applications for this one. Um, pink heart. We talked about white heart and brown heart. Those are new emojis, but people are still requesting a pink heart. And it looks... Like the other heart emojis, it's just pink. Is it too close to red? I don't know. I don't know if I personally see any harm in adding another shade of heart um, because they're so useful and popular. What do you think about that one, Jeremy? Ah, I mean, there's clearly demand. Before even the white heart was added, pink was always the next one after it. Um, I understand. I've heard sort of... I guess what I would call theoretical arguments about the color spectrum and purple and red all being, you know, that the, the, there's no reason to add pink when you look at the list that wow. that in the, the scope of balance, there's no turquoise and pink falls into that. I've heard like an intellectual angle on it and I kind of don't buy it. I feel like sometimes you just need to go with what the people want and pink, at least in a lot of countries and societies, has more resonance in a heart sense than a lot of other random colors. So... I don't feel like you need to be too technical about it. I feel like you could go, pink's popular, people like pink, it has its own inferences culturally, mm-hmm. and so I'm I'm on board. I think it's fine. But uh, whether it gets added now that Unicode's gone to the effort this year of standardizing all the colors of hearts and circles and squares, if they added a pink heart, they'd almost have to certainly add a pink square and a pink circle, and I'm not sure whether Unicode feels like, oh, we're done now, we've done the colors, or are we going to keep adding more and more? And then again, you could also just make an exception because it is a heart and pink is 
such a popular cool. color. So Unicard hates exceptions, though. <laughs> I get Unicard, it. You know, like every day, it's it. like, oh, we've had a pink heart. Well, oh, we can't add a pink heart. We've got these other ones. So yeah, you're right, though. You're totally right. If we were just going on usage, you could go, let's just add a pink heart and ignore the others. I don't know. I don't see that happening. Other top emoji requests are um, we're seeing a lot of requests for more flags. Uh, these flags aren't just for nations um, in a broad sense of the word, like Northern Ireland and Tibet. Um, although for some people, those that using the word nation for those countries could be controversial. Um, we're also seeing flags for Aboriginal peoples, indigenous peoples, such as uh, American Indians or Native Americans. We're seeing requests for flags, say, for uh, different um, gender and sexuality. So we're seeing requests for the transgender flag, which is like a rainbow flag, but it's blue, white, and pink. Also a request for a bisexual flag emoji too. So it'll, it's this, I think, continues the theme of more inclusion in representation in emoji. I definitely, I definitely would love to see the transgender flag on there um, because uh, one, why not? Uh, but two, I think it, I think it would continue elevating the status and visibility of the transgender community at a really important moment uh, in our culture. Um, the inclusion that's happening in flags is also happening in more requests for racial diversity and the people emoji. Um, and that would be across, you know, all sorts of different emoji, not just a uh, family emoji, which has a lot of different representation for skin color and parent uh, parents and children. Uh, but we're talking about say, you know, person shrugging emoji people are requesting they want to see that in all skin tones and all hair colors which raises a question of how heavy do we want our emoji keyboards to be yeah um, so what are your thoughts what are your thoughts on 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 that on that emoji keyboard load yeah i mean we're gonna see we have to see an overhaul of the emoji keyboard this year because of all the people holding hands that this is the first time We've seen on the standard list, some companies have all already done it, but they rarely put it in their picker. But we've got 70 different people holding hands where each person has a different skin tone. So at least on, say, iOS, Android, Windows, they've all got fairly similar emoji pickers and none of them have any mode to pick two people individually. Either that would be one option where they might say pick the first person and pick the second person or you pop up a list of 70 different combinations when you press and hold. Um yeah, so I think it's inevitable we're going to have to see an, an overhaul, and that could pave the way for way more options. You know, if we see a, I think it'll be a hint from some companies whether or not they want to embrace super flexible emoji options in future, if they kind of give you a new keyboard that you build a design, or if they stick with a press and hold, then maybe they're kind of hoping the set remains kind of limited. I know... When it comes to the red hair option, that's always the that's the one we get so much people saying, "Well, why can't I have red hair on every emoji?" And fine, I, the thing that makes it interesting, I guess, is that we don't hear that from the curly haired people. Interesting. The, the red hair and curly hair were, were added at the same time. Same with white and bald. I think the issue being all the redheads we see, I see their their Twitter profiles. They're all white with red hair, which is by far the most common. Uh, arrangement of, of red hair Genetic, and, genetically speaking yes yes so they're not thinking skin tone as well so they're just assuming why can't i have a they're not saying this but what they mean is why can't i have a white person with red hair as every option um whereas curly hair 
I think it's pretty clear right away that would it be it would be weird to only have a black person with curly hair or bald. It'd be super weird if the bald person was in the pop-up for every emoji. <laughs> you know, the way it currently works is if you have it in for everything, you have to tie the hair with the skin tone. And yeah, would you go, okay, cool, we can now have a black bald person and that's it, you know. So I think I think it's maybe just a short-sighted race blindness, maybe just kind of going, well, I want red hair everywhere. Oh, of course it should be white because we're all white. And fair enough, you know, they're not thinking about the curly hair. They're just looking at the red hair because right. that's, that's their people. It's also interesting to see how we're all figuring this out as it happens. Uh, when emoji begin to emerge uh, almost 20 years ago now, it seems, uh, some of these considerations of representationality weren't exactly on the table. And now we do, now we do have these concerns and, and we're all figuring it out together. And it's, it's, it's interesting as I do the work of defining emoji to also follow along. How are we thinking about emojis and, and what do they have? in our culture. But one thing I think comes up always true, no matter what we have for emoji, and it's that despite these, you know, despite concerns about representation or dissatisfaction with not having a pink heart emoji, we love smileys and we love hearts. Uh, At the end of the day, we're going to get a lot of use out of smileys in terms of happy tears. um, And we get a lot of use out of hearts. And that's what the data shows too. In my emojiology series, I'm usually looking at some of the most popular emoji, and they tend to be smiley-based or heart-based. Why? They're very flexible. Why? Because I think in general, we like to use emoji to show affection for things. Um, so, you know, the underbelly of, the, of these conversations, there, there's some contention there. But, but overall, people like to have fun with these things. And I always especially love to look at um, what sort of uh, smileys people are requesting. I like the happy tears one. I, I think there's that sort of pr- pride is a tough emoji to to capture, a tough thing to uh, visualize in a facial expression. Yeah. There's face with look of triumph seen from the nose, but I don't think people always associate that with pride, if at all. Um, so it, it makes me appreciate the nuance of human emotion and, and just the fun that we have with these, like sad yeehaw or a, a, a sad <laughs> smiley with the cowboy hat face. I don't know if the Unicode will ever, the, the, the consortium will ever approve it. They're not going to do it. But it's, <laughs> but it's fun and it, yeah. it, it's fun to see and, and it kind of shows, it's a good revelation of what, what we really want out of our emoji. And it's, it's just, you can pack in so much meaning with that little cowboy hat with the, with the, with the frown. So I personally love Triceratops emoji. I'll say if they approve that, I will probably put it, say, in my, you know, my, my username on Twitter. Um, <laughs> because, you know, we all still do have, uh, Pet uh, pet emojis, favorite emojis. Were there any of the requested emojis that you would really like? Uh, let me let me have a, uh, a look down. I mean, I like as in intellectually, yes, I like a lot of them. Um, you know, I can agree they'd be good additions. I think the most one for me is the MSN Messenger shy, bashful face. I think that's a clear emotion that's missing. We have the shy, sort of alarmed shy, but not the bashful shy face. And I think that would be a, a great addition to my repertoire. Yeah, flushed face tends to connote more embarrassed than it does bashfulness, um, and that emoji also does lead to a lot of a lot of different confusion. Yeah, I can't use the flushed face. It's it's too. It doesn't mean enough of anything. It's too. It, it's too down the line. It's not quite surprised. It's not quite embarrassed. It's 
yeah, I don't know. I like to, if I want to send something to be funny, I want people to get that I'm what I'm going for and I don't want them to be confused by it or what's the point. Yeah. Um, hey, before we go, we've got a quick lightning round because there's been so much going on. We haven't had a show for months. Uh, I want to get to a couple of quick topics. Samsung had another emoji update. It's called Samsung One UI. It was formerly known as Samsung Experience. And before that, Samsung TouchWiz. And before that, Samsung TouchWiz UX Nature. Um, this is their interface layer on top of Android that they put the emoji updates in. Um, lots of emoji changes. They already added the new stuff last year, but big news, they put it on the keyboard. I didn't hear back from Samsung why they added new emoji support last year, six months ago, and they never added them to the keyboard so you couldn't type them. Um, nonetheless, they're on the keyboard. I've had a play. They're all there. They work. The, the emojis are bigger on the keyboard. Uh, real quick, John, any thoughts when you're doing emojiology? You see the Samsung emoji set. How does that fit in your mind compared to the others? I know that... I, I always have a hard time tracking uh, which version of Sam, Samsung I'm working out of, um, especially because the names are changing all the time. But that's neither here nor there. I think that more and more Samsung is making its emoji look like Apple's emoji. Um, and that's that's good for continuity. Uh, but also when I do the emojiology, you, you find that historically Samsung's emojis sometimes can kind of seem like a universe of their own. But one of the things that's really delightful about it, and one of the reasons I'm, I, I, I guess the emoji convergence makes sense. It does make it a little bit more universal, but I also love the variety and you, you, you got to discover things about different cultures with earlier forms of emoji and, and Samsung, some of its earliest emojis does draw on a lot of tropes in East Asian culture, especially with how things are depicted in, in, in manga and anime that uh, were new to me and, and are exciting to learn about. And, uh, and some of these things get incorporated into existing emoji, um, you know, Apple style. But um, more and more, it seems like they're following the way of, of Apple in, yeah, terms, of, in terms of their appearances. Yeah. Right. And I, and I get that. I totally get why users, I think, and at the end of the day, if end users complain that your set is too different than someone else, you can ignore that. Um, and I, I completely appreciate, I love looking at some of these designs, but at the end of the day, if I presume they get feedback from their users and if they're all saying we want it to look more like this and usually Apple, then what are you going to do? You ignore it or you do something about it. And if doing something about it means you're going to sell more phones, you're probably going to do it. Right. Um, Next up, we have the so-called anti-LGBT emoji. Before I jump into a quick, quick explanation, have you seen this around the internet, John, in the last week or two? I It was brought to my attention uh, from you, and it's, an, it's another example of how some of these news stories about emoji just, just sort of take off, largely due to how headlines are presented. Um, it seemed to me that uh, some news outlets, and correct me if I'm wrong, were reporting on it as if Apple actually had an emoji that looked like a crossbar, like a no smoking sign crossbar on top of a rainbow flag, but that's not what—that's not the case at all. Right. So, uh, so the reality is, Unicode is a, a big beast. You can do a lot of things with Unicode characters. You can write awful words with letters. <laughs> um, I can write you an angry email with letters and, and say awful things. Um, one feature of Unicode is some characters. What, what are called combining characters and you put them after another one and they go back a space and that sounds kind of confusing to describe but it's like if I wrote the letter G and then I put one of these combining characters after it one of them is a keycap 
So if I typed a letter G and then I put this keycap character, it's actually going to float a sort of squircle, a sort of uh, re rounded rectangle over the top of the G. You can do one with a circle and there's another one with a circle with a backslash. So it's kind of a flexible technology. It's just like accents. You can type the letter E and then an accent and have it float over the top of the E to make it look like one character. Um, so Unicode's had this for a long time. You can type this no, uh, this sort of band symbol on top of another one. What appears to have happened, as with a lot of these things, is someone has presumably known they're trolling, but maybe not, maybe for some other reason, but they've posted a tweet somewhere with the pride flag, the rainbow flag, with this uh, character on the top of it. Um, that by itself, you know, you could go, okay, fine. You can do that with anything. Maybe it's not a nice thing to do. Um, but they kind of implied that, oh, what's Apple done? And then there are a lot of other tweets, unclear whether or not they were deliberately stoking the flames or whether they believed this was something, but sort of implying, oh, Apple, like, what are you doing? Why would you introduce this new emoji of a banned LGBT or pride flag? And then some headlines went up, you know, what's the anti-LGBT flag emoji or Apple ads it? And a whole bunch of fuss. Um, I completely, and then in the, the mix between the trolls and the misinformed and the concerned but not understanding what's going on, you kind of, you miss the message. And there are some people posting this everywhere, sort of spamming people's Instagram comments or Twitter comments with it. And those platforms should probably either suspend or ban those users. You know, if they're clearly using it to harass people, you should absolutely do something about it. Exactly. Un unfortunately, though, there's just a lot of misplaced anger with people saying, well, Apple needs to ban this or Unicode needs to ban this. And you're sort of like, well, I'm not one to be a massive free speech warrior, but you can write the most awful things with the letters on the keyboard and we're not going to Unicode or Apple to stop that, you'd go to the platform to say, don't let people say this on your platform. And I think that's the same for this one here. Well said. Um, so that's that's what's going on. That's a, uh, Very quickly, we put up a thing and most articles since then kind of covered it and got it to say, look, this isn't an emoji, but it's a thing you can do. And here's what's happening. Uh, last up, I've seen this. I didn't get a chance to look into it. I've added it to the newsletter, but I've not properly read the articles. But... Uh, hello to my mum who sent me this first. It was on Australian <laughs> breakfast television. It's one of those stories, you know, they kind of like it sort of lighthearted or whatever. And it's emoji license plates in Queensland, in Australia. Queensland. I went to I'm the, sure, uh, yeah, I went to the yeah. actual website where you can buy them. Have you gone to the actual webpage? I've done nothing. Can you tell me what the deal is? It looks like uh, the Queensland Department of, of Motor Vehicles. I, I don't know which, which y'all call it down there uh, in Australia, but it looks like they're kind of cheekily, tongue-in-cheekily, uh, allowing five different license plates that you can buy. They're specialty license plates. It would be our registration registration plates uh, for those outside the U.S. And it's like a normal registration plate license plate. But on the plate, you can have one of five. I think it's five emoji. It's uh, face with tears of joy. Uh, there's... Um, Face with sunglasses. There's a general yeah, smiling that, face. That's the one I saw. I saw the sunglasses one on all the press. Yeah, and it's. It, I guess they had an in-house designer make their own. So it looks. It looks kind of Samsung. It looks a little bit Samsungy. But I guess uh, they're either they want to make some more money or connect with the community before, or maybe they're trying to be super relevant. When you know, like the Times article we talked about, it's <laughs> kind of backfiring a little bit because uh, it it seems. It makes me laugh, but it does seem a little bit absurd. 
Are these the characters? Are this is this just decoration on the plates? It's is this de- sort of like yes. I can get a my sporting team logo in the corner of some plates in some countries? Is is that what's going on here? Or are ex- they actual characters? That's as far as I can tell. It's exactly that. I, I think I didn't explain that very well. It's not as if your regist- your actual license plate or registration number will be emoji characters. It's not that you'll have face with hearts, heart emoji, sad face horse emoji and then clamp emoji and that's how the the <laughs> law you know looks you up in their database it's more so you buy a plate and that plate itself comes with one of those like a sports team logo or a picture of a flower or you know maybe something uh, military related as as at least you see in the in the US um and there's I've five never seen that anywhere else <laughs> I've never I've never seen military related plates anywhere else in the world yeah, I think I, I, I'm sure I've seen, you know, maybe a, a support our troops ribbon or, or something like that. Uh, yeah. But I, you know, it's sort of like postage stamps too. You can you can buy specialized designs, maybe for a little bit more, and uh, have some flair when you're driving around. And now you can so, do it in Queensland <laughs> with emoji. <laughs> so, so obviously, I mean, that's probably what makes it sound like a, a classic breakfast television story, right? It could because you assume. Maybe they don't actually say this, but part of your brain assumes oh, it's part of the characters and that the police are going to be calling you into the station. <laughs> you know, like, I'm sure that's sort of the undertone of how this sort of spreads because it's a funny idea. It's a funny idea of emoji characters being part of your license plate, whereas it would be kind of boring to say, oh, you can decorate it. You can put a sticker on there of a smiley face, right? Yeah, and it, it also wraps up into that narrative, Jeremy, that I think that you can probably never escape, which is our emoji replacing language are we just going to talk in emoji now and, and no we're not going to talk in emoji and we're not going to conduct business in emoji um you can just get them on your license plate in queensland so but <laughs> good for queensland well, because they made some yeah. headlines doing it so yeah true uh, so that's probably someone in the marketing department went win we did it we've promoted <laughs> it. our custom license plate service correctly <laughs> and no one probably even gets the emoji ones but maybe we've got a, a bonus coming for the media coverage <laughs> that's right uh, John, thank you for joining me. The, the, the time has flown. Um, if people want to hear more from you on the internet, where, where can they go? I think the best place to find me will be on Twitter. I'm at Mashed Radish, as in... Can you tell me what's going on there? Where did you come up with that? I have been writing about word origins for a long time, and I, I started a blog on you know the origins of words that are buzzing in the news oh, almost six years ago, and origins of words are roots, and breaking down their etymologies is like mashing them up and uh, mashed radish was just sort of fun to say and, and sort of grabby and unusual. And I guess it was just a little bit of a little bit of branding there. Um, but you can find me on Twitter at mashed radish, usually talking about emoji stuff or word stuff. Um, and you can also find me on Emojipedia. I do the emojiology series. We do one usually about once a month, uh, a deep dive on a popular character and its uses. And if you are looking up the definition of any smileys or, you know, fruits and drinks and and, uh, currently objects, um, the definitions there are the updated ones are mine. So if you're writing out the definition of uh, clown face emoji, well... uh, Send your complaints to John. Send your complaints. To- <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's been really good, actually, because a lot of them over the years, some of them fall behind. You know, the more popular emoji updates get more definitions added to them. And then some of the less popular ones. I know what a lot of the objects you've been going through and a lot of it, some of them are kind of a bit 
a bit plain, but you want to be at least factually correct. So if it says all the platforms have this as a purple emoji and it's not, doesn't it's not a good look. So you're you're both deep diving on what they mean and also doing some basic fact checks to make sure that we're actually just you know we're we're here in 2019 reporting on the 2019 emoji set. Yeah, and with the definitions, we're also developing our kind of our own vocabulary about how we talk about emoji as well. So uh, there's that bit. Yeah, they're they're more consistent than they've ever been. In the past, they've been a bit ad hoc. Um, so thank you, John. Thank you for joining me. People, go go follow John. We'll add his links to the show notes. Uh, I would like to thank Jonathan Mann for our theme music, uh, Joshua Jones for the show art, and this month, uh, Joe Darnell, who is the one who made our video showing all the new emojis. It's probably linked further up in the show notes where you can see all the, the new set for the year. But here's the one that makes that look so good. Uh, you can follow the show on Twitter at EmojiRap, or you can follow me personally at Jeremy Burge. So thanks again for listening, and I'll speak to you all next time. You are emoji royalty if emoji day's the same day as birth. Thank you, John. That was fun. Thank you. People are, they're always like, how do you have a podcast about emoji? Like, what on earth would you talk about? And I'm always like, no, you don't, you don't understand. I'm always trying to cut things out of it because it, it goes too long. You know, when I tell people I'm defining emoji, I just, it always, it just brings a smile to my face because on the one hand, it's, I, I love it and, and the work is real and important, but at the same time, it's like, oh my God, here we are talking about emoji for an hour. There's license plates in Queensland and so on and so on. So. Yeah, I'm always like, surely, just editorially, I can't justify. I'm like, we could actually cover two hours, but I'm like, that is an insane thing. We do do not need two hours on an <laughs> podcast. So I don't know, maybe we just need to come out more often on something. Yeah.